1: Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington
2: Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now
0: he is Armstrong and Getty. The first thing I have to do when I step in the studio is turn up the thermostat a little because <laughs> the computer's got it set at sixty-three now. I mean, you walk into a room at 63 degrees, it's pretty shocking. You know, if that was a wintertime thing to
3: save on heat, I would get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To be an office building in Cal Unicornia that lowers it to meat locker levels every morning. While you're
0: getting uh, alerts on your phone to conserve energy to avoid blackouts that will kill old people. Right. It's 63 degrees. should probably keep her mouth shut so it doesn't, like, get reset to 80. Right. From Studio C, C, you you're dimly lit room, where deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getting Communications My compound, balls. and uh, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Hmm, gotta be dissenters in Russia. Dissenters in Russia is our general manager. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, old Vlad.
3: The Puderman has a pretty good hold on the populace, but there are voices of dissent that are creeping through louder and louder where it ends. Difficult to say, but it has begun. I like that Internet meme, how it began, uh, how it ended or how it is. That's always a fun man, Fun one. It's uh, like uh, really bright, shining hopes and cheery optimism. Then it ends generally (laughs) kind of broke
0: down and messed up. I like the President Zelensky quote that was getting so much attention yesterday. Do you still think you can scare us? Mm. They've now captured 2,300 miles, according to them, 2,300 square miles, according to them. They have lost ground, however, in the Donbass, that uh,
3: area that's been occupied by Russian separatists and little green men and Russian forces for a while now, for several years. Uh, Not a lot of ground, but a little bit. And I'm thinking, I wonder if the pooter is thinking... All right, we just got to make sure we hold on to these stuff that we had before and uh, to hell with the rest of this.
0: I know you're going to make some sort of argument that it's a strategy, uh, as some people are. uh, A strategy where you leave your tanks and your guns and your howitzers behind? That's not usually a part of anybody's strategy. And cases and cases of the ammunition that you're running out of? Yeah, Yeah, so it's going to be, even if they can gather the men back up and convince them to fight, which might be pretty difficult, they left their equipment behind, so that's a problem. I can't wait to talk about that. I'm going to get some great audio on that. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been into the Ukraine story since it started a lot, but it's been hard to find coverage over the last couple of months. But uh, a lot of your networks, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, all your, big, all your big ones doing great coverage on it right now, if you're into the story. Um, watching them go into those towns that have been under Russian control for months. I mean, these people are coming out and crying and hugging these people. Sure. I bet they got some horrible stories to tell too, but uh yeah, it's 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 awesome to see. We probably should be the do the kind of semi breaking news that the inflation numbers are out for August, and the number is eight point three percent. Eight point three percent. Uh mm. Did not moderate as much as anticipated, says the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I was just reading that
3: uh The experts whose expectations are always written about, why don't we just wait till the numbers come out?
0: Uh, Yeah, they were really hoping it was going to come down. Oof, I don't get the expectations game and why that plays a role, but uh, prices rose 8.3% from a year earlier, a rapid pace of increase from consumers, and not as much of a slowdown as economists had expected. Uh, The problem I have with that whole expectations game is if it had been if, if 8.3% was not as bad as expected, it's still 8.3%. Yeah, It's still the same freaking number, which is like the highest in 40 years, except for two months ago. So, yeah, it's hard to get too excited about it anyway, but that's, that's amazing, because we're far enough into this inflation thing now. If you'll remember, we were all complaining about the price of bacon last August oh, and yeah. talking about how, how you can't afford to eat out anymore and how expensive school supplies were, and all that sort of stuff. We were talking about that last August. It's up 8.3% from then, which is a chunk. Did you get an 8.3% raise? No, you did not. So, you're going backwards. You got an 8.3% pay cut, unless you got some sort of pay raise,
3: yeah. yeah. Boy, if bacon is so valuable now. Can pigs take out like an, I don't know, hawk equity loan or something like that? Can they get can they get credit based on the value right. of their bacon? Pigs are the new hedge fund managers.
0: <laughs> They're
3: the one percent. They they've got a valuable asset. They're carrying
0: it around. You know, it's pretty hard to collect on your your investments. Oh, au contraire. It's easy and delicious. <laughs> easy for us to collect on their investments. Difficult yes. for them to collect on their investments and uh, uh, well, and, yeah. and profit from it. Yeah. But god dang it. the Either by accident or, I think, a lot on purpose, the effort to make the election about Trump again, this midterm election, has been very successful by the Democrats. This inflation thing is such a huge story. Such a huge story.
3: I wonder if people are just insensitive to it because they've been hearing it and dealing with it for a while. We'll find out at the polls because the polls are notoriously Democrat-friendly. Uh, Just because, in general, Republicans are much more hesitant to even engage with pollsters. But, um, yeah, you're right. If if this continues, uh, well, it's going to continue. It's mid-September. So uh, there's no chance for it to turn around and end. And old Jerome Powell is cracking his knuckles and putting on his rate-raising shoes right now. So you're going to see a further squeeze on housing markets, uh, uh, credit card, interest debt, that sort of thing, which is going to be accelerating the pain.
0: Who's buying steak at the grocery store? Who, who's doing that? Maybe it must be a really special occasion, because God dang it, the prices are crazy. It's like thirty dollars for ass steak.
3: Well, for a lot of us, it's gone from a once a week, once every couple of weeks, to once every
0: month, maybe. It's the big treat. Yeah. And then then the, you know, the the, the backup of hamburger instead of steak is what steaks used to cost. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And so does this go back down? Like, if inflation eases, do these these prices don't go back down? This is just what the prices are, right? Uh, Gas yeah, most goes up and down, but the other things are just up. Yeah, unless
3: certain other you know aspects of the, that specific market unkink themselves, you almost have to be super specific about what market you're talking about. If you're talking about uh, beef in particular. I'm scanning my memory banks. What have we heard about the, the beef market these days? Well,
0: if you, I have labor
3: a labor shortage. I know that.
0: I have an inflation calculator on my phone that I use all the time to try to give me some perspective on various things. And uh, inflation's a thing where prices just go up and stay up over time. We all, we all know that. So, um, yeah. you know, uh, movie ticket prices don't go up and down and up and down. They just go up, 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 like, like lots and lots of stuff. Like, I have to move in up uh, an example of using the inflation calculator. My son was going to buy something with his own money the other day that was several hundred dollars. And I thought, geez, that's a lot of money. Is um, mm. sure? That's a good idea. I mean, you know, I still in my huh. have in my mind what, you know, several hundred dollars was when I was 12 years old. So I, you know, get out my inflation calculator and realize, OK, that was 40 bucks. How would have I have felt about 40 bucks? Eh, not that big a deal. My parents m- would have minded. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it helps me understand things. Or, you know, maybe do that with your own salary sometime. Uh, Take your salary back to when you were 25 years old. Do the inflation calculator and see what it was then and think, eh, eh, I didn't think people who made that were that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not very impressed by me anymore. I'm not near as impressed by me as I was. (laughs) Anyway, 8.3% for your August number. You're making me want a big old steak, but I can't afford (laughs) it. That's awesome. Good for you. You're in a comfortable place in your life is what you took out of the bad inflation news is you were hungry for steak.
3: Yeah. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) That either makes me
0: shallow or, I don't know, a bear. (laughs) Let's start the show officially because here's another cool thing to talk about. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is tuesday september 13th the year 2022 we're armstrong and getting we approve of this program well let's begin then officially according to fcc rules and regs here we go at mark did you hear about this apple's newest iphone operating system ios 16
2: was Woo. officially released to the public today and one of the new features is the ability to unsend and edit text messages you've already sent yeah this means no more iphone typos yeah This is a big ducking deal.
0: (laughs) Um, You have two minutes to delete your text, which in turn means your recipient has two minutes to screen grab it and show everybody what you really think of Chris's new girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's in a wrinkle I hadn't heard. I didn't realize you have a two-minute limit on grabbing your text back. Mm. Okay, okay. I'm not sure that's as consequential as, you know, you wake up the next morning, you were mad, or drunk or whatever, and you think, "Ah, maybe I'll delete that before the boss wakes up, before she wakes up, before Mm. whatever. You can't do that. You only got two minutes. I don't I don't Ah no. They're the 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 worst The worst, I sent the text to the wrong person mistakes? That's the one. I have caught within two minutes. Yeah, the whole
3: I said something I shouldn't have thing. How about you work on your your uh, soul and your character, all right? That's how you fix that one. Your impulse control. Exactly. If it's a good idea today, it'll be a good idea tomorrow. So just send it tomorrow. On the other hand, the... uh, Oh, I thought this was a private string. This is a group string. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> aruga, aruga. That's when the two minute
0: limit not, is plenty. Yeah. You're not my husband. Ah! <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I've had, I've had a couple of those. Yeah, yeah interesting. Um, a little more inflation talk for you as I saw a couple of more things. Core inflation? That's the real important inflation the economists always tell you. Come on, that takes out food and energy, which, you know, they, they distort the whole inflation thing. Oh, yeah, and who needs food nor energy, please? Unexpectedly, according to the Wall Street Journal, soared to 6.3% in August, an extraordinarily yeah. high number for core inflation. Oof. Moving up. Yeah, that's not a good one. No, not so much. So if you want to go back through the months, August eight point three, July eight point five, June nine point one, May eight point six, April eight point three, March eight point five. You realize all these numbers are on top, right? Yeah. So this month is just a teeny tiny
3: bit down. It's really in that range of eight to nine.
0: Well, well, yeah, and you know it goes up and it goes up from there. Right, right. It's like compound interest. Yeah, and I'm not sure everybody understands that. It's not like oh, yeah. hanging around at a certain number and things didn't get more expensive. No, it went up again from the already high number that much every time, every one of those yeah. months. Yeah. It's extraordinary, and it should be a giant topic of conversation. Although, to a certain extent, I'm not what can, I'm not sure what can be done about it other than the raising rent, interest rates and you changing your buying habits. I know that's what I've done. Sure, and constraining government spending, that would help. Well, that ain't going to happen. And you got a couple of big strikes going on right now. These are these are troubled times. Spicy. Roiled. Spicy times. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We ought to get to it. Yeah, and some of that stuff uh, from Ukraine, some of the sound is fantastic. I hope you can stick around for all this. The text line, 415-295-KFTC.
1: The Armstrong
0: and Getty Show. Growing chorus of Russian officials, political officials, and media people calling for Putin to resign. This is the biggest development out of Ukraine. It's because of Ukraine's military kicking Russia's military's ass. Too many S's in there somewhere. Uh, but the fallout is, I think, going to be the big, uh, the big deal that uh, Putin's got wolves at the gate now in his own country.
3: Wow. Russian gate wolves. Uh, Sounds scary. Uh, Let's uh, do your freedom-loving quote of the day. Still trying to get organized. we got a lot of stuff. We ought to do some bonus mailbag later on a couple of topics. Happy to do uh, it. I'll explain in a moment or two. Uh, Your freedom-loving quote of the day uh, is from J. William Fulbright, he of the scholarship, financier, financier, uh, big donator to charity. What do you call that? Entrepreneur? No, that's a different word. That's a uh, a uh, what do you call it? A uh, anyway, gives a lot to charity. In a democracy, philanthropist. Dis- that's the one. Uh, in a democracy, dissent is an act of faith.
0: Mm. I would agree. Of course, it's a good is. one. Oh, of course. Maybe it is. you got a Fulbright scholarship to Columbia, the number one. Uh- University in America, except it's not because those rankings are phony. That story broke yesterday. We'll have more on that later. Yeah, they've always been phony. They're stupid. They're counterproductive.
3: Anybody who repeats them, uh, we're going to fight those ratings. It's terrible. Anyway, and Columbia is not even in America. Stupid. It's in (laughs) Columbia. (laughs) Mailbag. Richard writes, please stop using hateful language to, k- to criticize Kamala Harris. She's a highly educated woman. She has a master's degree in non sequiturs and a doctorate in incoherence with honors. Do we have an example of that?
1: Today, the business of our work is for the council to report on the work that has occurred since our last meeting across these areas. We will today also discuss the work Yet ahead, the work we must still do to continue to move forward.
0: She's got a weird speaking
3: style. That woman is one weak, thready heartbeat away from the presidency. Moving along, the new Apple Watch, which tracks ovulation. You guys gotta remember it's made for men, if you know what I mean. Wink wink. Men who ovulate. It's uh Ja'Shawn. right yeah. No women ovulate is the thing if you pr- this is i read a long piece very scholarly well considered well punctuated it was good on every level and their bottom line as biologists was if you produce eggs you're a female if you produce sperm you're a male ding that's me yeah uh, let's see, Eric in Ohio, we didn't get to this one yesterday, but I thought it was a good a- a observation about the British monarchy. Uh, while I generally agree, it's a silly concept in the modern age, I think the passing of the Queen has forced me to rethink my position. In the last 24 hours, the UK has demonstrated something that we in the US are sorely missing, unity. Sure, the monarchy may be an outdated, expensive-to-the-taxpayer institution, but it's also a source of national identity for the Brits and gives people on all sides of the political spectrum a commonality to bond around, creating national identity. You can't really put a price on that.
0: Uh, that's still an argument for why it's important to them. Not an argument for why it's important to me. Day, yes, oh, day five coverage of the Queen on my evening newscast. <laughs> Uh,
3: Also, let's see, people talking about the uh, contrast between legal and illegal weed, specifically in California. Uh, I can get as good black market weed for a third of the cost of the legal stuff, writes Al Anonymous. And so many notes from people about young men, why they're not coupling, why they're not working, including from a beautiful gal who will remain nameless, whose husband wouldn't touch her because he was too busy with porn, etc. Wow. And finally, she had to check
0: out. Oh, my God, dude. What the hell? If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong
0: and Getty Show. Digging into the inflation numbers, they just came out for August, and uh, we'll get into some more of the details coming up in the next segment. But here's here's a good one for you. You're just wondering as a number that stands out. The food index increased eleven point four percent. Over a year ago. That's the largest one-year jump in food. And again, we were just talking about how a year ago we were talking about how expensive food was. So it was already expensive. From last year at this time, biggest jump since May of 1979, 43 years. I mean, this is a historic level of inflation.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, in... Tool number one to cool off the economy, bring down inflation, is raising interest rates. And I am reminded that uh, somebody, somebody, who was it? Oh, that's right, us. For like 20 years has been saying we are accumulating monumental amounts of national debt. And depending on the fact that rates will always be insanely artificially low. And if rates ever go up again to historical norms, the share of... Uh, your tax dollars that's going to go to debt service is going to skyrocket, which is going to cause either substantially higher taxes or substantial cutbacks on government programs and people are going to squeal like pigs. And I think those that moment is upon us. How did this happen? Right, right. Why are my taxes going up? Why are you cutting my program? You're balancing the budget on the backs of the poor. I mean, oh, God, it's all so predictable. Aye, aye, aye. So we were talking about uh, this late in the show yesterday. I believe it was hour four. You can always grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty on Demand, if you don't get uh, on your radio station or you didn't get a chance to listen to it. We were talking about the contrast between what was sold to the people of Cal Unicornia in terms of if we legalize pot, Uh, the difference between the sales job and the reality, and the LA Times with a magazine-length piece on it. It's really interesting. It's long as hell. Um but we shared part of that with you yesterday. Um California's uh, Prop 64 in 2016 sold voters on the promise a legal market, a I'll say lawful market would cripple the drugs outlaw trade with its associated violence, environmental wreckage, et cetera, et cetera. That was one of the it's, big selling the biggest selling points. It it absolutely brought around people who are not big fans of pot or You know, actually, you know, certain numbers of potheads thought, you know, I don't I don't particularly like to be outside the law. And I don't particularly like the idea that the dollars I'm giving somebody who's selling me this pot is going to some cartel somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, it really sweetened the deal. Um, But instead of that promise, a Los Angeles Times investigation has found the law triggered a surge in illegal cannabis on a scale. California has never before witnessed.
0: Boy, I, I, if you'd have told me it would stay the same, I'd have thought, okay, well, that's interesting. But to tell me that the illegal growth would surge out I thought, how is that even possible? And then, as we discussed yesterday,
3: rogue cultivation centers stretch from Mount Shasta in the far north to the Mojave Desert, the steep mountains on the north coast of the Sierra Nevada. Residents in these places describe living in fear next to heavily armed camps. Criminal enterprises operate with near impunity, leasing private land and rapidly building out complexes of as many as 100 greenhouses, which can do, I think they said, three harvests a year. Is it three to five harvests per year? The scale of the crisis is immense. A Times analysis of satellite imagery covering thousands of square miles of the state showed dramatic expansion in cannabis cultivation where land is cheap. Now, you might think, well, who cares? I mentioned the uh, armed camps and the violence and stuff like that. The rape of the environment shocks the conscience. It's astounding. The thievery of water, the dumping of chemicals, uh, use of uh, fertilizers that flow into streams, killing all sorts of fish. Um, just it's it's a terrible. And then you have outlaw groups have exacerbated cannabis-related violence, bringing shootouts, robberies, kidnappings, and killings. Laborers often toil in squalid, dangerous conditions, frequently cheated out of wages. Uh, Carbon monoxide has killed seven workers as they labored or tried to stay warm in sealed greenhouses. Uh, Let's see. Here's your environmental damage uh, that you mentioned. Uh, The immense scale of illegal cultivation fed a glut that crashed wholesale prices last year, jeopardizing those in the licensed market. And small-scale legal farmers are unable to sell the crop. Uh, They've been pushed toward financial ruin. So it is a disaster. Um, Now to the stuff that we didn't get to, uh, the state has done little to address the crisis. It's a hodgepodge of local agencies, county agencies that are trying desperately to get a hand on it. But the state that pushed and passed and benefits from the tax money has done virtually nothing. Um, Some quotes from law enforcement, Mendocino County Sheriff Matt Kendall. It's like taking on a gargantuan army with a pocket knife. I wouldn't do that. No, that seems like a an ill conceived plan.
0: Um, and again, this goes on for pages. So everybody's got the same question though: why, how, how, why, how does this work? Why prohibition ended, uh, the whole bootlegging crime, Al Capone, you know, Bonnie and Clyde lifestyle went away because people went back to buying legal booze. It was it was just you know easier, cheaper, safer, whatever. Why is why are so many people buying illegal pot? Right, and that is uh, the obvious and an
3: excellent question. Uh, first of all, the taxes and regulations on legal stuff, which is part of what got it past anti-pot people, are so onerous and difficult to follow and so incredibly expensive that it's, uh, it's very, very easy for the illegal guys to undercut the lawful people. Uh, we had one email that said uh, black market weed costs a third of the legal stuff. Uh, that's, you know, local number who knows. So it's just,
0: Um, it's just the difference between booze and pot. It's just the difference in the kind of product it is as part of it. And then you got all the taxes and all that sort of stuff you're talking about. But like, if I'd had a buddy who could have made beer as good as Coors Light for a third the price, I would have bought it from him. But, yeah but all my home brewer friends their beer was some of it was pretty good some of it wasn't but you know it varied and it was took a long time and it wasn't a third the price of regular beer because beer was really cheap right. um yeah it's a different well, product right and the second point that I was going to get to
3: is the decriminalization of it has so lowered uh, cannabis production in terms of the priorities of law enforcement. Um, that they the the illegal growers are operating with impunity now because you know seeing a pot farm from a helicopter used to be an automatic all right we're going in to bust the thing and the DEA was everywhere blah 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 but now that it's legal um, I, I just I guess it's just not the priority it used to be but it's about to become a, a, a priority again because the illegal cultivation is so ugly. Uh, here's uh, somebody who says yeah I go to the dispensaries most of the shoppers are middle-aged and older uh, that can afford to pay the higher prices of the legal stuff um the, the younger and underage and poor people are buying from, from the black market that's exclusively
0: it, that, That's interesting and I don't doubt those numbers I I the only anecdotal experience I have is the dispensary I drive by when I'm heading downtown in my college town it's always got a line out the door of young people but those those must be uh they must be outliers Well, it's an affluent college town, too, which I think matters. Uh, As you well
3: know, go 25 miles north of your town, you you run into a very different demographic. Uh, let's see. Aileen Anonymous writes, I was looking to buy property in Mendocino County, one of the most beautiful places on earth, and discovered many where marijuana grows. Your Realtor.com listings have satellite map images, and it's amazing to see all the round
0: grow containers and hoop houses. Wow. Look around Laytonville and North. You'll be shocked. Wow. And uh, a, a, a giant pot farm. I mean, have you seen Ozark? The kind of people that deal in that sort of stuff, you don't want to be, you don't want your as your neighbors. Oh, no, no. And a lot of it's the Mexican cartels. Right. Who are in the habit of leaving
3: a dozen heads on a street corner just to send a message. Uh, then this from, uh, Al Anonymous. Guys, listen to your segment on California weed growing disaster. Thought I'd give you my 420 cents worth. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I may or may not know somebody who was involved in some outdoor marijuana growing over the past decade. The game has changed a lot in California. The fact remains that high profits are still out there in other states. A pound of good indoor pot in California used to go for around 3500 bucks. Now you'd be lucky to get 1800 from a dispensary legally. It's nothing for these big outdoor guerrilla growers to grow 500 to 1,000 pounds of pot, throw it in a U-Haul, and try to get it to, say, Dallas, Phoenix, or even Atlanta, where the Cali Kush reigns supreme, really places where it's still illegal, present a huge market for California grown pot. Long story short, I'd say we're in the export business.
0: Interesting. Well, so now that's going to be the argument for legalizing it in other states. If it were legal everywhere in the country, because that was what that was one of the questions I remember asking that question myself was, uh, won't there be a, just a huge demand in the other states?
3: yeah the difference the other difference that i meant to get to between booze for instance especially hard liquor and pot is that uh, booze is uh, equipment intensive and an operation that would produce a significant amount of it would be pretty obvious um and and fairly easy to track whereas you got a crop grown in the way out boonies I mean, people who've only been to California and gone to San Francisco and Los Angeles don't understand there are, there are hundreds of thousands of square miles, probably, right? Uh, certainly tens of thousands. That, that Nobody lives within 15 miles. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's a couple of cabins here and there. So it's easy to grow an incredibly profitable amount of marijuana in a handful
0: of these hoop houses. Wow. Maybe I should get into that with the inflation numbers out today. It's worth considering.
3: You might are. have to deal with some unsavory folks, but, hell, we're already in the radio business. Get so. me a
0: uh, get me a hoop house and a machine pistol and start my new life. Maybe a hoop skirt. Where that. That is something. Talk about unforeseen consequences. Some the, hoop earrings. The yes. illegal pot business is significantly bigger than it was before pot became legal.
3: Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops is right. Well, and if
0: we're going to legalize
3: it everywhere in the country to deal with that problem, the regulations and taxes have to be low enough that the illegal guys don't perceive it being worth
0: competing with the lawful people. Otherwise, they will. People in the UK are being arrested for protesting against the monarchy. That's how different their free speech laws are than ours. John Oliver had his jokes about the Queen's death taken out of his HBO show. I guess they didn't think it was... In good taste, I'd actually like wow. to hear what those are. He's a Brit. Um, uh, a bunch of other stuff we can talk about. Oh, my favorite story of the day is the editorial about coal and how much, how many coal plants they're building in China, and how we ain't going to make a dent in climate change in the United States by sacrificing at these numbers. Some of the, some of the actual stats around that are freaking incredible. Well, not only that, Jack, but
3: we're going to be paying climate reparations according to the UN. What?
0: All right, that one sounds like it's going to make me tired. Uh, (laughs) All on the way, stay with us.
1: Armstrong and Get.
0: The discipline of the Russian
3: army at battalion level isn't there. It's just astonishing. These soldiers are drunk, stupid, ill-trained. Uh, they left units uh, without transport as they started to flee out of the, uh, the encirclement up uh, northeast of uh, Kharkiv. Uh, it's really astonishing to see the low quality, not just of the privates, uh, but of the tactical directions.
0: Drunk, stupid, and low trained. I have a feeling we'll make it into the ending segment of the show on a regular basis. But uh...
3: I'm sorry to hear about your low quality
0: privates. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hanson, Gen- your cue speakers on. Turn it off. That's General Barry McCaffrey talking about just how bad the Russian military is, and we're going to talk more about that later. The route continues. For now, this is an important story. The editorial board in the Wall Street Journal, their lead editorial today, China's coal power boom. And uh, I don't pay much attention to the whole climate change thing, as I've mentioned many times before. For whatever reason, it's just not the story I'm interested in, and I don't plan on doing much. But uh, I do get this, and I do believe it, that we can't really make a dent in what's going on with global warming as long as China and India and other uh, developing nations continue full speed ahead, and all we would do is punish ourselves for no gain for the planet. Anyway, Beijing is building more coal-fired capacity than the rest of the world combined at U.S. climate lectures notwithstanding, says the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal. An unspoken, you
3: mean Xi Jinping has not bowed to the will of the great John Kerry?
0: Or a bunch of college kids at Columbia? Uh, an unspoken truth of the climate change crusade is this. Anything the U.S. does to reduce emissions won't matter much to global temperatures. U.S. cuts will be swamped by the increases in India, Africa, and especially China. Look no further than China's boom in new coal-fired electricity. Under the non-binding 2015 Paris Climate Agreement, Trump got us out of the Paris Climate Accords. Oh, no, we got out of the Paris Climate Accords. Oh, no, the damage. It changed the wrong message. Uh, Even under that non-binding agreement... (laughs) China can increase its emissions until 2030, and is it ever? Between 2015 and 2021, China's emissions increased by 11%, which uh, uh, evaluates nationally determined so contrib- oh, Sorry, that's the group that looks into it. The U.S. has reduced its emissions by 6% during that time. Beijing made minimal new commitments at last year's uh, Glasgow confab that they're going to increase also. So as you see, China, which is a much bigger country, increased 11% while we decreased 6%. Um, China had some 258 coal-powered power stations or 515 individual units proposed, permitted or under construction currently. If completed, they would generate, now some of these numbers might not mean anything to you, 290 gigawatts. That's more than 60% of the world's total coal capacity under development would be coming out of China. More than 60% of the coal out of just that country. And it's expanding quickly, and no... No inkling whatsoever that they have any interest, even in the slightest, in giving a crap about what that does to the climate. Now, come on, China. Coal accounted for 64% of China's power generation in 2021. Two-thirds of their power comes from coal. Wow, wow. So since China signed the Paris Pact, its coal-fired power capacity has increased by giant numbers. The U.S. has decreased its coal capacity by 80 gigawatts, while China has increased its by 185. Now, you don't need to know what those numbers mean just to figure out that it's, you know, two and a half times more they increased than we decreased in the same amount of time.
3: Yeah, you know, it could be argued if they uh, could be taken seriously saying, look, we're still gearing up our economy. Nah, we on. will absolutely that. start cutting back by 2030. I, seriously, seriously, I would
0: spit on you for making that argument. Well, that
3: would be rude to, to say the least. Um, but no, nobody believes it.
0: Yeah. U.S. climate Envoy John Kerry spent much of 2021 trying to convince leaders in Beijing to reduce emissions. I find that hilarious. Then he enjoyed a nice bag of oats. Because he's horse-faced?
3: Yes. Yes, precisely.
0: You know, rather than attacking the man's appearance, which he has no control over, I'm going to go with his idiotic thinking, which he does have some control over. Where did, did you drive off to the unicorn farms then and tell them what a nice uh, herd they've got? What do you mean you spent much of the year <laughs> trying to convince leaders in Beijing to reduce emissions? Yeah. And it's important yeah. that with climate growth, the oceans will raise. And what'd they do? Just sit there with their eyes rolled back in their heads, trying to scroll down underneath the table through their texts while he was talking? Because yeah. they were just doom-scrolling Chinese Twitter <laughs> while he was jabbering. <laughs> yeah.
2: Would, that, I mean, it Would that it were. That's hilarious.
0: But they won't even slow down their construction of new coal plants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chinese officials have also made clear that any concessions on climate will require US concessions on Chinese priorities such as Taiwan trade policy and human rights in other words oh, they boy. claim that uh yeah we'll cut back on the coal a little if you uh, if you uh, knock off the whole taiwan's its own country thing which they wouldn't they wouldn't honor that anyway don't no. trust china
3: so I was uh, listening to an NPR feature at uh, to punish myself for my sins, and of course they asked no tough questions. But they were talking to a climate activist diplomat gal, uh, who was talking about climate reparations. The idea being, the third world countries are saying or have been saying, "You're telling us not to use fossil fuels. We can barely feed our people. We got to bring our economies up, and in order, gotta for get them- my money up." For them to strike the bargain where they say, okay, we'll cooperate on the global warming thing, they're going to need what are called climate reparations, being uh, direct cash infusions from the developed world, uh, heavy, heavy amounts of aid to get their green energy grids up and running and all sorts of stuff. So uh, call it blackmail, call it, you know, the rich uncle's got to pay the freight, but uh,
0: things are about to get really complicated. I didn't get to the most important paragraph of this story. I'll do that in hour two. Damn I hope it. you get it. Armstrong and